Tonight on Sidetracked, listener discretion is advised. Sidetrack is brought to you in part by Budweiser, the king of beers, and by Bad Ideas, which when fueled by Budweiser, leads to a thing people follow. And by the law offices of Dewey, Screwem, and Howe, because when Budweiser and Bad Ideas come together, you want to sue someone. And Sidetracked is brought to you by the Bumper Dumper from pedal to metal, because when you mix Budweiser, Bad Ideas, and lawsuits, everything goes down the shitter. Radio Plaza at Life Media Studios, sidetracked with Armstead and Poosh. Brought to you by the Second Baptist Barn Grill, your exorcism specialist. You know, thank God for the Second Baptist Barn Grill being our sponsor for so long. I have no volume in my headset whatsoever, but... Don't worry, my voice will increase as the show goes on. We're just getting started. Because you know what? I have a lot to rant about tonight. Yeah, you're going to get the full sidetracked rant here tonight. Because you know what? I'm getting tired of a lot of shit. And I am fairly intoxicated. I know you can play that you drink a lot. That's fine. It's all good. I know what you gonna do is well, I have a microphone and you don't so you will listen to every damn word I have to say <laughs> you think you know me I do you did that just to spite me too <laughs> no no that was the plan, that was the plan. <laughs> no uh great show in store for you tonight as we hit up a subject that I think uh, Charles and I and Nick can all agree upon needs to be touched on because you know what there are some people out there who really do not comprehend what the sport actually is and it's uh really bugging the crap out of me i know charles it's probably uh bugging you the same just with what we're seeing out there from uh our fellow competitors and friends yeah it's not to give it away, but yeah, this is something we've touched on it. We've danced around the subject in shows past, so it's that's not going to be a new. The theme won't necessarily be new, but uh, we're going to revisit some some things and give you something to ponder in the off season. I know Meyer. I know we, you and I have talked, and I know you're on board. You're not connected with the sport as much as Charles and I, but you've made great leaps in this past year. But you've been around it with us too. And what we've talked about for many years, you know, and you've been around me for way too goddamn long. But let's not talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, but you, you, you even have addressed to me this issue that things are not how they should be. Uh, yeah, definitely. So uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. As far as news, not much going on. Uh, NATPA round. round Finished up session two. I can't even talk straight, but that, whatever. Oh, that was so quiet. 
I, I was trying to do the whole background oh, music my. thing. Oh, you kill me, Smalls. I love that music. But anyways, but uh, news, uh, NATPA action round two uh, finishing up uh, su- Saturday out in Mason, Michigan for the Michigan Fall Harvest Festival um, poll for uh, the Michigan Trucker Tractor po- or Michigan Tractor Pulling Association. I can't even think straight. I shouldn't even be on a microphone. But what else is new? You're sober still, so don't even go there. <laughs> still. I'm, Subject I'm, to modification. So, I'm totally tober. Totally tober. But no, great event out there as always. Take me drunk, I'm home, officer. Yeah. I hope that doesn't. Well, we're not going to go there, but no. He's practicing for when the missus gets home and is an officer. <laughs> Ooh, let me picture this. And now we have to give a disclaimer at the end of the show again. But uh, I have two guns, one for each of you. <laughs> but you know what? No, another great event out in Mich- and, uh, Mason. 70 hooks, roughly, give or take, on Friday night for the jackpot round. And uh, 370 hooks. On Saturday. Oh, my God. If I have to hear another Brian Ramel, John Deere, go down the track. Did he bring his muffler? No. No? He said he installed it on the Dodge. When he wasn't looking, I crawled underneath and looked, and it wasn't there. I am very upset right now. Did his Dodge get stuck again? No. He parked (laughs) on it. (laughs) I had to laugh. His brother, Tim, who... You know, just a great guy, does a lot out there, helping Brian, Mel, and uh, Jeremy out. You know, I guess he's working on his uh, John Deere beer right now, which would be really cool to see a be out competition in the light classes. But he goes, yeah, we parked in a place we can't get stuck this time. <laughs> now, you've been to Mason with us, you know. Yeah. Um, North side of the building, the asphalt that runs right along, then you got the lawn where the campers park. Mm-hmm. They parked right on the edge of the asphalt up against the lawn. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know who converted that truck. I think it's sweet. I don't know if Brian did it himself, but I would not be surprised no, if he did. I wouldn't be. Because either. you know what? I mean, we talk about the talent in Michigan for uh, building, pulling tractors and things like that. You know, names come to the top of your head. Salem Bean's awesome. You know, um, Josh Blackburn, Gary Baker, you know, Max, Max Simpson. Simpson. Yep. But pulling out west is a different sort of breed because there's large distances between the towns as compared to what we have here, mainly just due to how the area was settled. You know, back then, a lot of the area was settled with, uh, you know, covered wagon type deal or early railroads and things like that. So you got a little more gap between the towns. And actually, I know, Nick, you and I have been to the town where Brian Ramel's been from. Um, Crook, South Dakota, I do believe when we went out west, uh, you and I, uh, we camped out there. I think it was like the second night, second night we spent in Crooks. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, beautiful area. I, I'll tell you what I love, eastern South Dakota. I've told Brian this countless times if i could move there i would because 
Eastern South Dakota is a lot like what we have here in southeastern Michigan, where not much for rolling hills, but a lot of flat farmland and a lot of similar things. And I'm, you know, I, I would love to go out there, but you want to talk about talent of building and being able to get the most out of a pulling machine. Brian Ramel's got to be at the top of the list because he's out in the middle of nowhere making gobs of horsepower out of John Deere two-cylinders and doing excellent work, work with it. I mean, we've we've all seen his tractors in competition, Yeah, whether it's Kent Huey's or Mel's or his own. And I'm sure he. I think his parts are in some of the bigger deers out west. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, no, got to give him props out there. Brian Ramel, great guy. You'll never see the guy frown, but he'll be the first person to give you that Cheshire grin that he has. <laughs> yes. You know what I'm talking about yeah, with it. for sure He's do. He's got yeah. that grin. And uh, a very, man of very few words, you know, distinctly opposite of me as far as that. But uh, great, great family, great people, and uh, pleasure to have them as part of our National Antique Pulling Family. But let's face it, Charles, you and I, we really don't get to spend enough time with them in a year. No, um, they, you know, we've, we've talked about this before on the show. When it comes to like a national tour, boy, the NATPA guys really travel more than anyone. And it's, it's actually condensed from what it used to be. Uh, they used to have events way down south and way out west, like Colorado, Wyoming. Um, they don't anymore, but, uh, yeah, um, what a fun bunch of people to hang out with. And, uh. Who knows this year? Might even be able to sneak down to Wauseon. I say that every year, but... Actually, it's on my books now. I've had a change of plans, so to speak, from what my normal Thanksgiving plans are. And uh, I will be going down to Wauseon Sunday. I know I'm going to miss all my light-pulling fans, but I'm going to be going to the Southwest Banquet, uh, Southwestern Ontario Banquet, uh, and that's on Saturday, so I'm going to miss everybody from 4,500 to, what is it, 5,000 roughly. Yeah, I don't know. I get to, I got some figuring to do. I got the kids that weekend. We may we may truck down there. It's not a far drive from no. us. We're looking, no, no. what, two, two and a half hours. It's yeah, really it's about, not that bad. All right. And actually, you look at the eastern swing for uh, the NATPA, and Princeton is actually really has no belonging in being part of the eastern part just because of where it's situated. It's, yes, it's east of the Mississippi, but it actually, the people who are west of the Mississippi are closer than a lot of the eastern pullers. You know, but no, uh, Wauseon, Taka, Talmadge coming back. Uh, believe it or not, the Spillman boys made a trip up. Yeah, I saw that. All fancy, married, and houses built, and you know, I, I, I told Judy and them to charge them, you know, triple because you know, I mean, they obviously have this much money to flaunt in one year. <laughs> oh boy, you know what? Great group of guys. Lots of talks going on as they far as what they must be. Is. They must be selling a lot of weight brackets. You know what? They're them guys. I you. Can't help but love them guys no, and what they want to do really and cool. just really great people. And uh, no talks of uh, any TPA action coming back in Ohio, eastern Ohio, but probably not in Talmadge. I, rumor has it, 
I cannot deny or confirm one way or another, but Millersburg, the home of Kenny Krebs, I do believe, or one of the Krebs boys, um, is looking to be the pull to replace Talmadge. Oh, interesting. Oh, so, oh, so Talmadge is dead. Still issues with the fair board there. And, uh, what a shame. That's a great place. You know what? We're all about calling people out on this show, and we've done it since day one, not to our fullest extent, because Lord knows we get our asses in a lot of trouble if we really start calling people out. But you know what? I know one prick who does not listen to this show, and that's the groundskeeper at the fairgrounds in Talmadge. And what a great, what a guy, just for how much he's put the screws not only to the NATPA and the great event they had going for many years in Talmadge, but the also Spillman put boys it to personally in the, the Spillman boys, but also he put it to Jerry Leak. Yep. Not only him, they also put it to the NQS guys, the yeah. National Quarter Scale Pullers, who pulled garden tractors always a week before Dan us. Pa- I think Dan Palmier had a hand in all that too. Yes. Yeah. Dan. Oh God, there's a name I miss that guy. In a long time. What a great guy. Miss miss seeing him at the polls. Yeah. One single prick who doesn't want to do anything more than he has to for his job ruined an excellent event that brought people to northeastern Ohio who normally wouldn't go. And that poll consistently, for the 11 years they had it, had the biggest turnout in ATPA of any of all the polls. That one was the big one. And you know what? You, Tanya, and I made the trip down there. Yeah. And yeah, you locked the keys in the car. Alcohol may have been a factor. I know it was a factor. I wouldn't call it alcohol, but. <laughs> yeah, I went there on microphone. Yeah. She listens to the show. And she can't argue it either because she's she, not here again. Uh, she actually really doesn't. <laughs> Thank God. That's probably a good saving grace. But, you know, it's one asshole who didn't want to do anything more than he had to do. And making backhanded, point-blank lies. There's no sponsors. Nothing's ready. Wrong. And you know what? Yes, there's two sides to every story. But Todd and Scott are two of the most upstanding people I've ever met in my life. Yeah, they're straight straight shooters. I mean, they aren't going to they wouldn't snow job the the fair board by any means. No, and they they're the roll with the punches type. You don't see them getting fired up about everything, Mm-mm. anything. But you bring up Talmage and Scott's eyes turn blood red. Yeah. And that right there told me, you know, yeah, somebody's screwing with these guys. And it makes me sick. It really does cuz you know what? It's the middle of winter in northeastern Ohio. It's no different than southeastern Michigan. Right. Guess what we have to look forward to? Ruts. And snow. And snow. Hell, don't forget slush. Yep, that that too. Pave your damn pit area then. I mean, you know what? It's not it like... It wasn't even getting rutted up. Don't it wasn't. Go there. No, the gravel part in the north side, absolutely never. And really to the south, guys were pretty respectful and good about staying to the pavement and... 
I don't see the issue. It, the well, whatever. It, the place is gonna it, it's gonna see its share of snow melt and rain for the time of year that it is. You're gonna get the mud, especially on the east side of the barn, whether there's pullers there or not. It's gonna happen. Yeah. No, and it is what it is. But I'm glad to hear the spilling boys haven't lost all perspective on the NATPA circuit, and they are pushing through trying to secure new grounds for cool. it. We got a facility there, you know, barn big enough. Brand new barn. Very nice. Brand new facilities. I'll take it. So uh, looking forward to that. Uh, You want to follow NATPA action. I do believe, what is it? Uh, Missouri. uh, Springfield. The Ozark Empire Fair. Yeah. Yep. We'll be this uh, weekend. Mm -hmm. uh, November 5th will be the pull there. And then, of course... Wasion will be the next stop on the tour, if memory serves me correct. I believe, yeah, there's a break until uh, Wasion on Thanksgiving weekend. And um, I think there's two weeks later, I think it's back west of the Mississippi. Mississippi, yeah. Um, escapes me right now off the top of my head where they go. And then, then there's a break until January. Yep. And I do believe Princeton's right about February. February's February is I think it's Princeton, yeah. And that's point blank way too far for us to even consider. It's a six plus hour drive. Oh, it's a, more than that even. That's way down southwest uh, corner of Indiana. We've Googled it before and it, I'd like it's to go ridiculous. though. It's you know, all the pictures and everything I've seen it seems like a great <laughs> facility and a good hook, but uh, yeah, that's that's a haul. And you know what? I gotta give a shout out thanks to uh Allison Barber for being my right hand right man. Right hand man at the polls as always her uh helping judy martin yeah. get things done uh this past weekend if i had issues i didn't have to go running into the office bugging judy allison was right there and uh she's the west secretary she's not the east but she's been at the polls and has saved my ass our ass yeah. and my ass whether it's at mason or shiawassee just right there making sure everything's done right and uh, thank you, Allison. I know you guys do listen to the show. And what you do for the NATPA and for the sport is very much appreciated. And all the publicity, too, you know, yeah. keeping the profile up on Facebook and everything. That's she, that's all. Most of that's Allison doing that. So She's doing an awesome job yeah. out there. And uh, props to her. And uh, Lord knows I had enough beers with her and jo- or not her as much as Jody and I had a lot of beers. Ah. Uh. You guys are survivors together. He drinks Miller Lite, though. Oh, Jody, Jody. But he has a really, really big Cube 460. A couple of them. Yeah, he had the Farmall versus the Farmall utility. That utility is sexy. I love that both thing. Both of them are. Both. No, of well, them they are. both are, but the utility, just something about it. There's just an aesthetic going well, on there that I right now. dig. No, that sucks. Yeah, you didn't hear about that. Mm-hmm. Something went in the motor. We don't know what. But well, you know when what? you're that big, no. it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Not only does Allison do an awesome job, it looked good doing it. She also pulls one of the most beautiful Massey Harris yeah, I've her, ever yeah. seen in my life. Yeah, her track is sweet, too. One. Massey Harris 44. Nick, I know you're not a tractor guy. Not by far. But the paint scheme on this tractor... It is oh, somebody needs to pull me up a picture. I'm working on yep. it. All right, working I'll on it. Put man. that on big words. 
So uh, that's the news. Uh, some great pulling action coming out. Uh, we had, of course, uh, Mario and Luigi at the poll. And yeah. I had to keep on Tom Hurley because, well, he couldn't figure out how to line up on Friday night in time. And uh, he got a couple cookies out of me Saturday because he was lined up on time. You know, I didn't know it was that hard to throw weight, but, you know. And another thing I know, there's a certain hauler that is at most of the events. It may be green and white in color. And <laughs> I already know who you're talking about. And um, they have containers of liquid. Oh, do they ever? That makes me look like a lightweight when drinking. I mean, like a really, 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 really big lightweight. Like Nick, you know how much I can drink. I do. One glass. That is a very sexy machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, the chosen one. Bought the Hook Magazine t-shirt with it on it just because I love that tractor. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Which reminds me, Brian Lively, I don't know if you're listening, but you owe me a Midwest Hellion shirt. I know you were sick and couldn't make it up, but I'm getting tired of this shit. I need my shirt. (laughs) Actually, totally unprepared for this, but um, we should probably mention the St. Jude Raffle tractor. Sweet Clementine. Oh, is that what it's called? Yes. I didn't know that. Yes. A co-op E4, if I remember right. I think right. it's an E4, yeah. Uh, great, another great tractor, like last year's tractor, the Oliver 77. Uh, another great tractor set up for Division 2T, which Earl Griffiths and Warren Townsend have shown us. You want a tractor to go play with in that class, that's a brand tractor to run. Them Buddha engines are just smooth and great power for the top cut class. I wish we could see a couple jump up into Division 3, which now have the same rules for engines as Division 3 and Division 4. Everything across the board, RPM, you know, what's allowed for punching them out, things like that are all the same. But them co-ops just rule Division 2T. And you can actually win this tractor. Um, it'll be raffled off in December at the uh, big indoor antique pole in Tunica, Mississippi. And um, if the easiest way for me to direct you where to find this is, if you go to pulloff.com and go into the forum, sticky at the very top there, there's a post there by Brian Lively, who's an admin on pulloff, and, and thanks also to Jake and Dick Morgan for... Um, hosting that great website we for the really last 16, 17 years. Guys, you know what I mean? Um, it's right there at the top. There's videos of the tractor actually running, and there's links to how to order tickets. Uh, I believe they're $10 a piece, and 100% of the proceeds go to St. Jude's, and, um, yeah, you can win yourself a pulling tractor. You really had talking nice about Dick and Jake and Morgan. They're good people. I know. I just don't like talking too nice about people. <laughs> <laughs> You know what though? I got we got I got to meet Jake Morgan for the first time in uh, Langford, and uh, got to meet Dick down in Bowling Green, and two really great people that love the sport. And once again, uh, similar to everybody on the Pulling Radio Network, are just going to grow the sport of pulling and help better it as much as they can. 
And yeah, things do get heated on the pull-off discussion forums, but they're not in there overly moderating. No. They let things hash themselves out. And I think that's why pull-off has been the place to go for so many years now, is because if you need to blow off steam, you can blow off steam. Yeah. Heck, and the best part about his site, arguably, is the first, the classifieds. Oh, my God, the classifieds. We've had people on the show before we even called the tractor the, the pulloff.com special. Everything bought off the website. You you can get anything you want, whether it's uh, open super stock to a hot farm. Yeah, you name it. So, uh, you know, we're getting too long-winded on the news. We've got to go to... Oh, did I read this right? Huh? That it appears that the first weekend of August... NTPA goes international again for the first time in like 14, 15 years. St. Hyacinth, Quebec is going to be a grand national once more. Really? I have not been on there. I saw that. I, I believe I'm interpreting that correctly. I don't know how to read. Show off. I'm sorry. Anyhow, we should probably take a break. No, no, we've got more to go to. Oh, we do. We got birthdays. Oh, we're gonna do that. In we this do segment. have some. Well, we always do in this segment. All right, I got a lot of them. So do I. But you know what? Let's uh, do obituaries first. And uh, we did not do a show last week because, well, Charles being a whiny bitch. And I don't remember getting much <laughs> argument when the pool cues started coming out. Okay, I may or may not have drunk. A lot of alcohol that day. And now I got to figure out, okay, that's not the one I wanted. That's the one I wanted. Technology and the operator is not too good, but it is what it is. Professionalism at its finest, folks. You know what, though? We do have to bring up a passing of a legend in the sport, Don Nolan. Oh, yes. We'd be remiss without uh, highlighting that, of course. And I actually I think we're missing one more, but I may or may I probably passed it up already. But uh, Don Nolan, longtime puller, Mini Mo's were the brand, and boy could he make them work. And uh, tough, tough puller for many, many years, and uh, one that will be, uh, of course, greatly missed as all pullers are out there. But uh, a legend from the past, no less. I mean, he's more your era than mine, no, Charles. Well, even that's a stretch. I'm not quite that old, but uh, yeah, uh, certainly the, the, the smokeless alternative uh, mini mows that uh, were so popular uh, in the early days, the formative days. Don, of course, doing it in with a single charger as opposed to what Boom Boom would do with multiples, but uh, yeah. Uh, he'll, he'll definitely be missed, that's for sure. Uh, one of those pioneering names. So, as always, AP at Sidetracked with Armstead Posh is our email. Nobody uses it, but it's there. I even check it, like, once every month, so we're good there. AP, better off getting to us on Facebook. AP. Or no, yeah, Sidetracked. Sidetracked only now. That's going to take some adjusting. You know what, though? It really doesn't, though, because you know what? For how long have we always referred to this show as sidetracked? And I guess that's something we do need to cover the news. Fire it off, Nick, again, if you would. Uh, 
Just in, breaking news. You know what? The biggest breaking news to come to sidetrack at Armstead and Post occurred last week. Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Has it been that long? Drunken round table. <laughs> Name change. Yes. But you know what? It really, Charles, you and I can both agree. The show has evolved beyond just you and I. Yeah, it has. It's got a life of its own. And Meyer, you've stepped up beyond all belief. Wisconsin did you a world of good getting involved with this. I'm loving the passion you're putting to it. You're giving off good vibes, and I have a feeling, you know what, anybody can do a show. I, with I'm going to have to get that looked at. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's a cold sword, by the way. <laughs> but you know what? No, it's sidetracked. <laughs> but no, the show has evolved beyond just Charles and myself as we've brought in two great co-hosts and top of Meyer, who's always been here with us, but has evolved with us this year, as we brought in Drive and Cross for the unhooked episodes. And uh, no, it's we we had talked, and it was due for a name change, as we realized that you know what, it's not just the two same babbling idiots on here every week that we have some uh, I, I, I realized, great help with the show. I realized something today, guys. We need to redo the intro. Pretty quick here. It's that time. Well, it's not even just time, but the intro is for Sidetracked with Armstead and Poosh. Yes, it is. I think we need Mr. Osborne to revisit for a voiceover again. We'll have to write a script, too. You know, like we did last time where it, you know, <laughs> happened while he was here. <laughs> you know what? Either him or I have another choice, and it's whether or not I can get him to do it. But another deep baritone type voice that you and I have heard for as long as we've been involved in pulling, and we'll but we'll get to that in a little bit. But no, that's the biggest news is no longer just sidetracked with Armstead and Posh. Nope, we are just sidetracked radio, and that's how we will be for a long time coming. And you know what? With that, we're going to go to birthdays. It's going to be the lightning round because we've got a lot. Oh, boy. Nick, you got any birthdays? <laughs> well, well, let me check my uh, 15 pulling contacts on Facebook. How did you get to 15? I don't know. People keep finding me. Oh, Set your security that. settings higher. <laughs> oh, my God. Hold on, hold on. Breaking news. Fire it away. This just in. Harold Card from Pro, Pro Pulling Photography put an overly sappy post on Facebook about his wife. Harold, I didn't know you had it in you. <laughs> Most days I'm used to his posts about wanting to kill somebody or something. Dude, look at this. I mean... That's like... Don't write me a book, kid. Really? Well, Harold! Please get to the nearest urgent care you can get to. He's got flat spots on his thumbs after that. H happy wife, happy life. No, you haven't met Harold before, though. <laughs> You'll meet Harold, but... Harold's the most ornery asshole 
jackass in the best possible way. It is. It really is. It's endearing (laughs) to him. But, I mean, Harold takes asshole to a new level. And he just put a whole sappy, suckery... He's, he's that buddy of God who his greeting is to flip you off when you see him, <laughs> not to wave. Which doesn't bug me one bit. Not at all. <laughs> I, I honestly do love Harold Card. Guy's awesome. Excellent photographer. He's pulled off some amazing photos. But, dude, you are a prick. <laughs> <laughs> Probably explains why he works for the County Road Commission back there in New York. <laughs> He had to, he went out plowing snow one day and he was bitching. Already? It's Harold. <sighs> Anyways, birthdays, birthdays, birthdays. Hold salt and asphalt in the same day. <laughs> and you know what, Charles? I do have to give a shout out. We missed a lot of birthdays last week. Yeah, we did. One of them I do have to give a shout out to is Becky Drop. Because without her patience, we wouldn't be able to get away. Get Nathan Drob away from the Drob Funny Farm. True. And she's not going to mention... Not I, I can't even lie. Probably one of the biggest fans of pulling, especially when her husband's involved. Oh, yes. You want to talk about somebody in completely 100% behind their spouse on everything they do, it's Becky Drob. And she... You can't help be... She's... Her enthusiasm is so contagious. Yeah. So, happy birthday, Becky. Uh, it's belated, but happy 28th birthday to you. Uh, another one we got to catch up yesterday, Ken Guile and John Silsby. Mm-hmm. And Nick Ayer. Yep. Which, Nick Ayer, you are lying on Facebook. You are not that old. You're not 31 years old, because you know what? I'm 28, dude, and you're not older than me. So, oh, Todd Stone, happy birthday today. Oh, my God. Brent Seacrest, 45. Scott Kramer, mm-hmm. our favorite, favorite unhooker. And everyone everyone takes comfort seeing Scott Trackside, trained EMT. Great guy, very knowledgeable on a lot of things. You know what? The best thing you can ever do if you're at a TTP event as part of being a competitor in that, just go talk to Scott. Yeah. Because Scott's humor, Scott's personality that guy will make make you laugh when you are down on your luck but he's not the over enthusiastic hi oh yeah here's a joke no No, he just comes up with that subtle humor that just thank you scott for who you are thank you sir also today rodney crumb well-known photographer power noise photo.com never heard of him no (laughs) who is that Tomorrow, it's Tiny's birthday tomorrow. Do you have Tiny on Facebook? Who's Tiny? Ephraim Grizzly. Oh, yeah. Actually known as Tiny Eggleston. (laughs) 48. Tiny, you don't look your age. You look old as shit, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you had been a brother to Kenny for that long. I like Kenny, though. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, who else? Uh, mini pulling fan from out Wisconsin. Uh, Randy Cole. It's turning 52. And 
God, this guy does not look his age, and it's n- not who I'm. I'm talking about the guy for Friday. Oh, I still got one for tomorrow. Uh, oh, yeah. Former West Michigan NTPA mod four-wheel drive puller and Region 2 champion on numerous occasions with the after-hour Chevrolet. Tom Worth is 52. Oh, wow. Friday. Our studio audience. Yeah. Rev. Rev Chev. Scott. You look nothing like 46, so don't lie on Facebook. <laughs> no, happy birthday to Rev. You know what? A great asset to us and a great friend to us and uh, really knowledgeable on sport of polling and can't wait to get him back behind the mic. Little did we know he already had radio experience underneath his belt. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. I found that out after our... Drunk, intoxicated shit show. Boy, you guys were drunk. He was talking about it during the show. I know. I don't remember. (laughs) Okay, okay. it was during the show. I know I was. (laughs) I was like, you didn't figure that out till after? He was over there making out with Tanya, you know. I mean, then Saturday. Oh, we got one more for Friday. Okay. NTPA Region 2 puller from Indiana, Philip Bellier, is uh, 40. Saturday, Mr. Dwayne Edwards, a voice of Western Ohio in Eastern Indiana. Any TPA or NTPA announcer turning 69 years old. Happy birthday to you, Dwayne. Uh, Michigan Tractor Puller Association regular in the farm stock classes. Todd Ford is 45. Yeah. yeah. All right. Side note. You won't believe who I got to see Saturday. Elvis? Nope. He said his brother's name. Oh, Pete? Yep. I had a laugh. We was down at my buddy. Brett shop and we're going to do some work on the truck your Sunday and he goes well I got to go pick up hey he goes you know the Ford brothers we go who he goes hey Paul I go wait Pete he goes yeah now I don't know if Pete listens to the show or not I doubt it but somebody who used to be very close to Pete from the NTPA ranks very bubbly person from the NMTPA ranks who's female and I were talking if I'm not being too specific I know who you mean and I'm people can connect dots I hope so her and I were talking and somehow Pete's name came up I go you know I haven't seen Pete in like seven years since the Michigan State Expo. God, I've seen him since then, but... I haven't, though. I haven't. I guess he was down in Chelsea. And my buddy goes, yeah, we got to go pick up hay from Pete Ford. I'm going, are you really? Really? Yesterday, I was just talking. I haven't seen it forever. And you know what was cool is I got out of the truck. His kids go, hey, Andrew. Or, uh, I can't, it was something involving their dog. I'm going, maybe I misheard things. You know, I've never known his kids. They were down at Chelsea, and they remembered us. So, you know what? Sorry to your kids, and you know what? That was a pretty big ego boost, not going to lie. As if I needed my head to swell anymore. (laughs) Uh, I'll get some ice. (laughs) Uh, Sunday. What about a needle? Maybe we should just pop it. (laughs) Birthdays, 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 birthdays. Sunday, Justin Geiger, 
turning 28 years old. Arrogant prick. Um, also, Sunday, I have Mr. Matt Helmrich. 26, really, bro? Probably right. I know it's right, but it's still, he doesn't act his age. And you know what? Really good guy. 2.5 puller with thumb. You got anybody for Monday? Uh, I still got some Sundays. Bo Eilenstein is 54. Chris Stacer has has his birthday on Sunday as well. Yeah, but you know what? It's been a long time since uh, Chris has been in the seat, so I didn't want to mention him. It's been that long, but... He's awful short. (laughs) (laughs) I can say that about Chris, and I really don't care. I can say that about Nick, and I really don't care. Um, Monday, let's see here. I do not have anybody for Monday. No, Tuesday, nothing. Tuesday, I have Brian Coomies, the guy who impressed the shit out of me in Petrolia, pulling a tractor brand I never thought I'd see make a pass on the track. The pilot of the badass Zeter. Oh, yeah. Turning 24 years old, so happy birthday, I'm Dutchman by nature. And also Tuesdays, Tuesday, we uh, we know him by a different name. Mike oh. Leffler, turning 44, but we all know him as Waldo, part of our uh, Gaylord uh, Van Blarkham crew. Gaylord by way of Texas, where the hell is he now? He has never left to go down to Texas. Eh, we're not getting into that story. He doesn't listen to the show anyways. Also Tuesday, Brandon Wilkins, uh, right-hand pit crew, and uh, Brenda's from uh, Southwest, my uh, trusty uh, trackside crew, her son turning 23. So happy birthday to Brandon. And uh, you know what? We're going to roll right through to Wednesday next week because you know what? We never know whether or not we're going to do a show. Oh, We're supposed to, but uh, Gary Van Blarkham Jr., turning 46, and Paul Adrian, his birthday, Eric Koroleski, turning 38. So that's it for birthdays. We burned a shit ton of time already. So, uh, Oh, you missed one on Wednesday, by the way. Oh, who's that? Schlitz. Oh, uh, yeah. Anyways, so with that, we're going to take a break. <laughs> Happy birthday, Jason Schultz. I guess. You know what we're going to have to do next Wednesday? Call him. Yep. Nick might even sing. Yeah, that'll happen. Can we get that written down in blood? <laughs> Are you familiar with the term dripping sarcasm? <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, I think I'm ready for a break. How about you? Uh, oh. Okay, let's keep going. Somebody <laughs> went a little slow, but I need nicotine because my mouth's been running nonstop, which I know is not abnormal, but you know what? Blah, blah. The landlord here will not allow me to smoke in the room, which is probably a good thing because it would look like a Cheech and Chong episode. (laughs) So uh, with that, we're going to take a break. This is Sidetracked. I'm pulling a radio network. Life Media Tech is your one-stop shop for multimedia, photography, videography, live event productions, 
and web systems and infrastructure design and maintenance. Life Media can handle it all. Drew and I trust Life Media to use years of experience to bring sidetrack to you each and every week. Isn't it a time that you did the same? Serving Metro Detroit and the Blue Water area, contact Life Media directly at 810-689-4151. That's Life Media, 810-689-4151. And we're back on Sidetracked with... Actually, see, i got to stop doing that. We're back with Sidetracked on the Pulling Radio Network. For our next segment, we're going back to off-season, old-school rant style with a uh, diatribe about the concept of sportsmanship. And I know my partner is revved up and ready. He's itching to get on this microphone. I'm going to get the hell out of the way. <laughs> Look how loud I have to yell! First off, Nick, we haven't played something yet today. We haven't. I'm sorry. Where'd it go? It's labeled. Is this true? <laughs> yes, it's true. This man has no dick. Coming from the two guys that are holding on a couple of rods. <laughs> You're just jealous because you don't have one. <laughs> nope, I got a shaft. Okay, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> you forgot the the ED at the end of that. <laughs> well, that's been... Which one of you... Was it you that posted the thing about... Uh, we're going after dark? After dark. When, when will life stop fucking me enough that it'll just cuddle me? Yep, that was me. <laughs> You're one of the first people to like it. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Actually, come to think about it, within the first five minutes of that post, you liked it, Nick, and Charles liked it. <laughs> I almost shared it. <laughs> uh, been there so much, I got the clothes with the stains on it to prove it. <laughs> Oh, yes, we're going to have to put a disclaimer at the beginning of this episode. I have a feeling from here on out, we might as well just say, Sidetrack's no longer child-friendly. Were we ever really? No. No. You know, there were technicalities. All right. Are we ready for this? If you're in in Dave Fultz's favorite zip code south of 8 Mile, you know, kids are hearing that shit at three years old, so. We're 313, motherfucker. <laughs> First off, you know what? Before I go full rant, keeping that shit 810. <laughs> 810 for the win. But uh, you know what? We got to give a shout out to the mad scientist. Yes. And I will touch on more why later. Our death ray doesn't seem to be working. But you know what? I know you've got uh, your uh, gift bag here. I've got mine, and we'll get into that in a minute, because point blank, yeah, we are full after dark, because I am fucking pissed. And I have a damn good reason to be fucking pissed. You know what? Charles, you and I have talked for how long about the family nature of the sport, how it's a big family, how everybody coexists, and I don't know whether or not it is just family growing pains or what. But you know what? I'm tired of the lack of sportsmanship amongst competitors. You know what? You get your ass beat out on the track. Don't bitch because so-and-so's cheating. No, go up and shake their hand because they had a damn good run that night. 
and that you didn't try hard enough. You know what? I'm tired of this backhanded bullshit comments behind the back in the pits. Going, oh, he got me a turbo. Oh, my God. No. You got beat. But the same guys who will do all that whining and bitching and talking to everybody, well, get out your protest money. <laughs> Never mind. Exactly. If oh, that's okay. if it's that Chicken big shit. of a threat, put up or shut up. Three hundred bucks. That's the rule for thumb. Come on out. Throw your money out there. Let's protest this shit. If you think they are honest to God cheating, put your money where your mouth is. Because you know what? You've dumped a hell of a whole lot more than $300 into your goddamn pulling vehicle out there. It's pretty sad. I can go to an NATPA pull where all we're pulling is technology that is not any newer than the year of 1961 out on the track. And all I see is people ribbing and having fun. And spending a hell of a lot of money. They will drop hundreds of dollars on hook fees to get in these classes. And they're they're paying a blast. $30 a goddamn hook. And, and, you know, there's not big payback For in antique. They get a percentage. They might get, what, $8, $10 back. Yeah. Once in a while, you hit a jackpot, you walk out of there with, you know, 500000 bucks. Once in a great while. And you know what? Jason Schultz was talking to us. Nick, you were there. When we were out in Wisconsin, he's got a 4.1 limited pro stock. He's probably got 200 plus thousand wrapped up into it just Easy. because the cost of the nature of the beast. How much did he say he won for the season taking Badger State points? Uh, it wasn't much. Eight grand. Eight goddamn grand to a guy who goes above and beyond to promote the sport of pulling who dumps tens of thousands of dollars into his tractor and tens of thousand dollars into a vent. You and I saw it firsthand. This guy is full body soul wanting to make the sport the best it can because he enjoys it. And there's pricks out there who have less money in their tractors or trucks in a year than what he dumps into the events he promotes. He promotes, not events he wins, not into his pulling vehicle. No, money he's putting out on the front line because he wants a sport to get better. And you want to sit and bitch because you miss out on your $350 goddamn payout. Bite my ass. You are ruining the sport of truck and tractor pulling. You are making it exactly what we've been striving so hard to get away from. We don't want it to be the NASCAR fist fights because somebody cut you off in turn four or the backhanded stabbing in derbies or things like that. No, we want this a sport where everybody will work together just to go out and have fun. And you know what? You're not going to become a millionaire pulling. I'm sorry to burst your bubble. If you drop $40,000 in a goddamn pulling truck, guess what? Kiss that money goodbye. It is long gone. You will never see a dime of that back. The best you could ever hope is to break even at par when you sell the goddamn thing. 
And you know what? If you want to sit and whine like that, maybe that's what you should do. Just get the hell of my goddamn sport. I've gone out there for how many seasons now? This is the first season I have not pulled thumb tractor pulling circuit with my tractor because I've devoted more time to being behind the microphone to make you look like a rock star. But you know, I go out there with the most underpowered, smallest cubic inch tractor in thumb tractor pulling. Not in my class, not in the tractor world or truck world. No, in the goddamn whole sport club. And you know what? I go out there because I have fun. Every once in a while, I will find an acorn out there and pull out a good pass where I'm in the money. But I pulled for an entire season and never got a single goddamn payout check. And you're bitching because you got 80 bucks for sixth place. Well, guess what? At least you got your money back for hauling your truck up there and getting to do what you enjoy. Going out there and pulling. There are too many people involved in this sport right now that are so goddamn greedy and so goddamn self-centered, they forget what they're out there to do. They're out there to have fun. This sport is fun. It's been out there since the 50s, since tractors really have been mainstream. It was neighbor against neighbor. Whether you're hooking tug-of-worm like my grandfather did drunk in front of a bar or out there on a pulling track with dead weight, just to see who could come out with bragging rights. That's your whole goal. Who's the top dog? Who's got the longest pecker in competition? And if you won't shut up long enough to let your truck do the goddamn work, you just need to leave the sport. I'm going to breathe for a second because I can tell you've got something, Charles. Yeah, it's, you know, you're never going to legislate money out of the sport. There's always going to be another guy who can uh, outspend you. But one of the unique things about the sport itself is the the broad brush you still have for innovation. Everybody says now that we're here in 2016 that the rules are so tight anymore and it's so formulaic, this, that, the other. No, it's not. You're just not thinking hard enough. There's always a way around. There's always something coming. And um, we'll see that. I'm not going to let the cat out of the bag tonight. But there's, there's, there's things out there that uh, you just got to be willing to step outside the box and think about. And beyond that, if money's a concern for you, if you're worried about payback checks, if you're worried about what's in it for me, if you're going to be that selfish, bratish, suburbanite, millennial, asshole mentality, then get off your butt. Go secure a sponsor. Now, I'm not talking for an event. Get a season-long one. Put it in there for with your, with your club you pull with for the year get some skin in the game because there's people out there who are trying for you what are you bringing to the table we're spending the time and effort to research you and run stats on you and build spreadsheets and i'm not getting paid for any of this crap but it's to make you look good when you go down the track and make the show exciting for the fans you got people who show up to see you run there's little kids who are like me and you we're four years old, sitting in an aluminum grandstand, swinging their feet back and forth, just wide-eyed, excited. Want to see you run. Want to see you do something great. They're excited about it. They're, they're enthused. What happens when that little kid grows up and finds out you're an asshole? Is that the legacy you want? Sport of sportsmanship and you're a freaking dick? You know what? That's that's my biggest thing is I you guys both know I've got to announce 
many different forms of pulling this year, whether it was garden tractors or NTPA level. You and I have done that. PPL level. Nick, you and I did that. And you and I did that in New York and shed in Ontario. <clears throat> Out of everybody I worked with this year, you know what was the most fun to go watch? The most fun involved in pulling? Guess which type of club? A garden tractor club. Goddamn garden tractors. Guys who are happy to get 70 horse out of a single longer Kohler. And they're at the top of their game. Where you can open up a catalog right now and for $13,000 have a top running altered tractor in this class. They're out there ribbing each other. They're out there wrenching with each other. Trying to make sure everybody's up and running. And you want to sit there and bitch and moan and piss and plead because, well, I got this amount of money wrapped up into my truck. Well, you know what? Dump it in a TV and watch Mad TV, Mav TV, ESPN, wherever the polls are being hosted. Because, you know what? I'd rather you be in a jockey on your goddamn couch than out there actively being a member of my sport and I will be possessive this is my sport this is your sport and this is a sport you've gotten to know very well Nick and you were also one who told me shit ain't right uh, yeah I mean I, I probably my biggest tee off point is I, I, I've been near the sport for years now yeah for um, me yeah you know, uh, partially with you, I've, I've had a few other very minor connections into the sport. And one of the biggest things I've heard always was just how pulling was a family sport and how it was a family and everybody looked out for each other. And, you know, and there's a lot of good nature, this and that. And when I've looked at it, I see so much of, you know, one of the things we talked about before, you know, somebody's tractor breaks down on the track and there's six guys sitting there in side-by-sides. And, and nobody moves. Nobody moves a muscle. They just sit there and watch and wait 10 minutes while somebody goes and drags something from the backfield to come pull them out. <laughs> that that just doesn't seem like a family to me, you know? You know... It's not costing you anything. It's not giving them an advantage is nothing. It's just helping out your fellow sportsmen. And why aren't, why aren't five of those guys jumping off their butts, grabbing the keys to their machine and pulling somebody off? Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll case in point, and I'm not saying, I'm not going to relate this story because I'm, I, you know, I need a rib removal to blow myself over it. Um, at the very least class a couple of weeks ago, Arnold Martin, something let's go on a driveline. Don't know what, I'm, I, you know, I'm one of the owners of the event. I'm one of the promoters of the event. I'm one of the announcers of the event. I set the mic down and run out there. Arnie, what's going on? I don't know. All right. No big deal. Get behind him. Push him out the building. Talking to him. More so to get the story. So I can relate it back to everybody in, inside. But also, you know, make sure he's okay. And um, something, something let go. Something terminal. 
fine, no problem. Look, your hauler's not too far away. Capozo's side by side sitting there. I'll jump in and I'll tell you back to your hauler. Whatever you need, buddy, let's do this. Get back there, unhook them, and it's like, you know, I know you don't know what's going on. Do you need a hand? I, I don't care. You know, the event's going to go on without me. Whatever. You, if I can get you back in competition and help you spin some wrenches, I'll do it. I don't care. He says, no, I got it. You know, I've been in this tractor a million times. I'll figure it out. It's fine. I, you know, so, all right, fine. Back to my job. But why is it just me helping Arnold Martin? You know, and that's one thing with the antique pullers. How many times we see in a tractor that's hot that just cannot restart? At the end of a run, they bring it down to its knees, and you can't get restarted. As soon as somebody sees, you know what? Hey, can't get off the track. The antique world. I, I've seen that too. The antique world really is a family, and it is, it is. But that was that was a weird deal there. You know, there was people helping get out of the building and checking on them, making sure everything's all right. But when it's back in the pits. It was kind of ghost town, and that was kind of surprising to me. And I'm not, I'm not attacking anybody in the antique world. I know everybody's busy, and, and I do see the sportsmanship there. They were great about it, but where was everybody? But you know what? Even getting somebody off the track just to continue the show to make it good for the fan. You know, I know I pushed at least three tractors off, and I'm an announcer. My job is to keep the show moving via my voice and what I've grown as a talent. And I'm out there along with everybody pushing um, oh, Art Forest off. And, you know, a lot well, of we've both done it. a lot of, a lot you of know, shows. You get out there, you just push them off and get them out going. And, you know, normally there's at least one guy or two guys always fall out. Okay, what do we got to do for you? We hit the state level clubs like Thumb. We'll sit and wait till the sponsored towback tractor gets out there and tows them off. Well, that's where I got a problem. First off, every second that tractor's sitting out there and we do not have action going down the track, you are making the club look bad. Well, we're back to the promoters. And then we're back to the same. It's always the same people. Always. I don't care what organization you're a part of. Yeah, we went down to Plain City, Ohio and worked with Tom Hurley this summer. Group we've never even seen before. And put on a show for him. And we wound up not only announcing, we wound up doing turns flagging. And it was the same. Unhooking. Same five or six people doing all the work and no one would help. And there were calls over the mic from both of us. Hey, you're not pulling right now? Come on, please. Get out there. At one point, and you had your wireless mic, right? You At one point, you're out there on the track flagging and announcing at the same time. Yeah. Just, ridic- just Flagged, ridiculous. Flagged, unhooked, and announced. And you can turn behind you and see a sea of people. 20 trackers lined up in the staging lanes and people just sitting there with their arms full of staring at you. And I actually really? singled out a group of younger guys who I knew weren't going to be up till the end of the program. And I was flagging at the time. And I walked up to one of them, flags tucked behind my back, and go, Are you guys' arms broken? No, why? They work fine. I pull the flags out from behind me. I go, Whip them out. I go, Here you go. Looks like you can go flag them. Well, I don't know what to do. I go, It's really easy. You're at the end of the track. 
Lights turn green. Close to the green one. Put the green flag out. When he stops moving, raise the red one. It's pretty easy. You see red lights on the sled? Raise the red one. That's it. And you watch the sled. You don't watch the tractor. You watch the sled. When the sled stops moving, Mm -hmm. you throw the red. It's not hard. Nope. And I heard so much flack. And if you're really good, if you're really nice as a flagman, you you will actually peripherally watch the tractor too. Because if you see something wrong, you'll do the guy a favor. Throw the red because there might be some bad shit going on he doesn't even know about. Yeah. Try and save the guy on motor. Motor, hub, whatever. Whatever. It's not difficult work, guys. A lot of guys with thumb. A lot of guys with Michigan truck and tractor pullers have been very spoiled. They got a dedicated crew. Yeah. Paid dedicated crew, so they don't think they have to do anything. But you know what? You want the best seat in the house? Stand out there for 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes flagging. Oh, you'll see stuff. Or unhooking. Or hooking. Yeah. Doesn't get any better than... Either end of the track is where the action's at. That middle 150 foot that you want to sit there staring at. It ain't worth a shit. No. When they come off the line and where they end is where it matters. The only better seat is the guy who has a freaking helmet on. Even then, I'll argue that point because I've been in the seat many times. Nothing better than feeling them vibrations through your feet as you're watching a good pass. Yeah, it might be nice to be in the seat. I don't know. I haven't driven a super stock yet. <laughs> Jury's still out. <laughs> Well, you'll be in the form of a super stock, just not the super stock you were probably planning on. But um, no, and you know this is a good point to get into it. We talked about the two vehicles. I know Nick, you've you've mentioned your disgust to me many times with this, and it's embarrassing for me. It really is because you're a newcomer to the sport. I mean, really, what was it? Way too many years ago now when I first met you. And I think one of the first things I told you is how I was involved with pulling. Probably within the first 15 sentences. Seems likely. It's like being a U of M grad. It comes up really fast. (laughs) Yeah, but I'm not that arrogant. (laughs) (laughs) Really? (laughs) Just as as annoying, just not as arrogant. (laughs) But, you know, I mean, you've gotten more and more involved with me in the sport from photography now to is being a media member with myself. And it's embarrassing to me. And like you said, the simple tow-off vehicle. Well, you know what? Way back in May, we had a listener to our show. We will call him Mad Scientist. He knows who he is. And you know what? I'll name him by name because he never did anything wrong or insinuate anything bad. Mr. Alan Pruz. Mm-hmm. Him and his wife, Ree, are amazing people. I love them to death. And you'll never find a guy short of Mr. Mark Osborne who will analyze pulling more harder <sighs> than Alan. No. And Mark's just weird. God, we love Mark, don't get me wrong, but Mark's weird. <laughs> but I got to Mason, and I'm out um, Friday night having a cigarette after dinner. And Alan comes up to me with a Husky tool bag. Not anything big, just, you know, nice compact tool bag. He goes, here, this is for you. I open it up. It has two axle wrap straps for towing 
strapping down cars and a tow rope in it. And he goes, this is because of what we talked about earlier on your show of pulling, you know, helping pull people off the track. Now, mind you, he has probably $15, maybe $20 wrapped up in the bag, $10 wrapped up in the tow strap, and another $10, which is optional, 10 15 maybe 20 we'll say $20. Be Play devil's advocate here. We'll go high on everything. On the axle wraps. Harbor Freight, tractor supply, whatever. Tool bag came from Home Depot. He has $60 into a bag. And you don't even need the bag. That will allow you to pull any pulling vehicle, whether it is a 3,000-pound antique all the way up to a Grand National Super Semi off the track and never think about it. Now, mind you, yeah, do you need the fancy axle wraps? No. Do you need the fancy bag? No. So now we've eliminated $40 out of the mix. So for a $20 tow strap, you can help a fellow competitor clear the track, get back to the pits so they can start analyzing what's wrong with their vehicle, and you've kept the show moving. The show that I will remind you includes a purse of 5 10 35 $200,000 sled rental at 15 200 15 to $2,000 for the show for the session um, your track help there's you know if they're paid probably 800 bucks your announcer two three four five hundred dollars not enough not enough <laughs> two three four what how long does the show go on for three four hours if it's four hours, that's a pretty small investment, isn't it? Per well, second. Well, well, you know, and really, let's be honest, how many people are out there with a pulling tractor that do not somewhere in their hauler, in their truck, on their tractor, on their side-by-side, something don't have a tow strap somewhere with them? Well, at the biggest levels, all of them do. Because by rule in the NTPA, you cannot drive into pits, period. You are towed everywhere. Yep. Period. Yep. I mean, and I don't want But is that really the, but I don't really think that's the level we're we're preaching at. We're preaching at the. No, because they've already got a tow vehicle sitting at the end of the track. It just zips down the track, picks them up and takes them away. Grabs them and go. And and actually, those, those people are some of the most easygoing you're going to find, despite the millions that they've spent, because they all know where they're about and what they're about. more sportsmanship this year. At the biggest levels. Out of the super national level, not grand national. No, we're going super national. Yeah. Which, for those of you who don't know they the don't stuff, know yeah, there. grand national sounds bigger than super, but no, super is the biggest level you can go. That is Bowling Green. That is Toma. No, it's the, it's the, the problem is at, the, at that intermediate, that crossover level where it's the big fish, small pond syndrome. And uh, yeah, that's, you don't get off your freaking ass. I got a beautiful 26-foot cabin cruiser, and I'm part of the local yacht club also. Whoa, look at all my money. Now, my, mind you, the guy who's buying rounds in the bar, just having a good time sing karaoke, has a 46-foot yacht parked out there that wouldn't even think about using your boat as a dinghy because it's not big enough. Just saying. You're not all that. 
And you know what? This is one argument I have with pulling radio network and it's not a slight against any of the guys, but it is a motto we've taken up and I don't completely agree with, and I never have. And you know what? That's one nice thing about being part of this network is I am allowed my own opinion still. It is still our show. We don't have a program director. No, we're not being fed what lines we have to say to make people feel good and everybody can go to their special comfy place because the words won't hurt them. But the motto for Pulling Radio Network, and I can agree with it to an extent, is to make pullers rock stars. Well, unfortunately, with that motto, there are people out there who take that way too literal, way too serious, that think they are above God out there pulling, that they are untouchable, unbeatable, anything of that sort. And I'm sorry. No, you're not. You know what? I got to meet Scott Tedder. I was a really young kid. Scott's a regular guy. Mm-hmm. I got to meet Bill Leishner. Bill Leishner, just an everyday guy who loves pulling. You know, that's one thing I have. You talk to Ed. Well, you talk to Edson Lane to this day. Edson don't give a shit about the fame. Edson don't give a shit about the fortune. Edson's out there because he likes pulling. Really? Is that that hard of a concept to grasp? Now, Nick, I know you had something there. I'm sorry for cutting you off. You're fine. Um, I was just going to say, you know, one kind of cool thing doing the show, we've gotten to talk to really some of the biggest names in the sport. And uh, every single one of them has been exactly the sort of guys we'd sit around in the garage and have a beer with. You know, I met... They have been. And they are the biggest... They've driven the biggest, baddest machines and spent the most money and are the most household names out there. And they're not acting like this. So why are you with your little thumb tractor? Nobody knows who you are. Nobody gives and a I crap. And I don't want to sound like way. we're singling out thumb, but it's what we know. Well, and we've seen this. Yeah, it's just where I've been the, the most. The same level clubs across the board. When, when you got a, when you got a legitimate guy. We've had when, grand Ken, national champions on the show. When Ken Vinny is sitting there saying, you know, oh, oh, I'm a legend. Ken <laughs> Vinny, Brian Connor, Bibbs Giberson, you know, even Austin Boyer, who's young and coming in the sport, but whose family has been there for many years already. They're just regular guys out there. Yeah. I met the king of pro stocks. I met the pilot of River Rat. He was an everyday dude. Mm-hmm. He's sitting there and we're talking soybean and corn prices. And I'm sitting there and you can ask Andy Gerbaugh. I know he's going to be listening. My jaw's on the ground. I snuck a picture because I was scared to ask. <laughs> I'm talking to the legend. And you know what? He couldn't give a fuck less whether or not he's called a legend. You're a truck tractor puller for Thumb or Michigan Tractor Pullers or Southwest, whatever club I'm involved with. 
could you hit the big time sometime? Absolutely, everybody's got it in them. It's whether or not you have the drive to do it. Whether it's a puller, an announcer, or a flagger, or whatever. If you want to grow that part of the sport that you're heavily involved in to that level, you will be there. But you know what? You ain't all that. Not yet. Arrogancy comes with position. And those of them who are great out there, leave the arrogancy behind. Maybe you need to start doing that. With that, I think we're going to take a break here. Because I have a feeling round two is going to come up again. Because I know there's a lot of people listening to the show who are stubborn and hard-headed. And oh, we this subject get revisited. This is getting to be a very sore point for somebody who's been to 60 plus events this year. And I'm seeing a pattern amongst the people who really don't fucking matter in the greater scheme of things. And I'm not trying to put them down, but they really don't. So you want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Exactly. God, I love that movie. That's a good movie, though. Can we send all those people to Club Gitmo? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start making a list, and we'll ship them down. So with that, you know what? I need nicotine because my rage is kind of cool the minute, and, well, it's probably because I'm running out of carcinogens in my bloodstream. So I'd hate to think what this show would be like if we all did a line of Coke. <laughs> Oh, dear God. <laughs> I'm not saying I want to. Charles, sign us off here for the break, and uh, I've got a call to make. <laughs> you, you, what kind of radio show is this? You are listening to a very, very diverted version of Sidetracked on the Pulling Radio Network. Have you ever been waiting in the staging lanes to pull and had that rumbling in your stomach? Find you parked too far from the port of johns in the pits? going down the road and can't quite make it? Well, thanks to Pedal to Metal, it's no longer an issue. Our newest design for pullers from Pedal to the Metal, the new Portastool slash Pulling Hitch Combo, will be there for you. Made a 2-inch solid stock, easily the strongest, most sturdy Portastool on the market. Able to handle them huge behinds. Fully adjustable with over 18 inches of adjustment in half-inch increments just by removing two pins, Makes hitch height changes quick and easy, allowing you to change height for class or for the most comfort for personal use. Seat and hitches are available in whatever color you desire, so you can customize to your vehicle. Just another way, Pedal of the Metal is making pulling life easier. And we're back with Sidetracked and a nicotine-infused Andrew. And I'm almost calm now. That rant's been brewing for two weeks. Can't imagine where that came from. Facebook. Facebook official. Yep. And I am so disappointed. I am so disappointed with my fellow competitors out there. Expect better. Yeah. And... What kills me also, and I'm going to go into this again because, you know what, this is our show for tonight, is 
scared of somebody who's doing something different. And we're not going to name names going to what because we swore off a lot of this. But, uh, well, the, the societal pressure for conformity is what has led to the atrocious phenomenon that we mockingly refer to as the, the basic bitch or the bro. Exactly. It really do has. your own thing. Damn it. And you know what? The sport of pulling, racing, whatever has always been about finding that gray area. Finding something that is not defined in the rules and exploiting it to your advantage. Yeah. I mean, the legends the legends in motorsport, you know, the Harry Millers, the Smokey Unics, the Junior Johnsons, whatever it is, you know, the Colin Chapmans, they didn't give a shit what you thought of them. They were going to do their thing and do it anyway. Exactly. Um It's too easy to make a rule nowadays. Oh, I can't beat it. Ban it. Exactly. I'm going to kick your ass in the boardroom. Never mind what happens on the track. Yep. Okay. Shut up or put up. Yeah. Are there some rules that need to be defined and checked? Yes. But you know what? It doesn't need to be changed year after year. And you know what? People complain about clubs that well i don't have a voice the board decides what the class rules are well it's kind of like the modern election we have going on right now and this is as political as we're going to get the average voter is not informed enough and i honestly cannot say that about this election because this election is a clusterfuck and a half there's a reason why the electoral college has stayed for so many years because you need people with higher thinking processes than the average mass to make informed, educated decisions on what's best for everybody. And this is why I think, honestly, the rules need to be handed down from the heads of the club, the board, the president, whoever is your main focal piece, and put in place where, okay, this is what you have to deal with. Yes, it's great that the class might have some suggestions, but I do not believe it should be more than a suggestion because it's getting to the point where the new rules are more to exclude a person because they're a bigger threat than you think you can handle than it is for the betterment of the class. Yeah, some of the... Biggest shining lights, the shooting stars in sanctioning body history has been fewer, the better. Uh, Bernie Ecclestone in Formula One, uh, the France family in NASCAR, Wally Parks in NHRA, dictatorships. Yeah, they'll consider your opinion, but it takes somebody with that vision and it's a, it's a rare individual. It is. It's a rare individual who can ha- who can maintain that vision. But it all stems from one or a very small group of people. If you let it to be uh, membership decides or total committee rule, forget it. You know, stick a fork in it. We're done. Rules will change every every month. It takes somebody who can sit there and say no. 
we're going to do this and screw you. This is what it's going to be for three, five, ten years. You don't like it? GTFO. I think that needs to become more prevalent and a term I've heard you used quite regularly lately is clearing up gray areas. Well, I'm sorry. To me, that's just another word to say I'm trying to force my own agenda on something. I love gray areas. Gray areas Push are meant that to shit. be exploited. They're meant that's to be. That's where you build horsepower. That's where you gain traction. You know what? That's actually, where you, you make your vehicle work. We, we've been on we've been on this trail tonight, and now you have just pushed my freaking buttons. Go for it. With that shit. All right. From the local clubs that we deal with, all the way up to the national organizations, rule proposals come from the membership. You write this stuff, and then the board passes it. So this is what we're going to do. Okay, fine. This is what you want. We're going to give it to you. Fine. Here, here's, your, here's your rule. We had it this year, around here. I don't want to revisit it. I'm not going to say what class it is. I don't want to, we're not going to go there. We wrote the goddamn rule. And then you don't like how it's enforced. You don't like how it's interpreted. Well, you wrote a shitty rule, didn't you? Words have meaning. Interpretations have consequence. There is always a gray area. There's always a between the lines. Do your goddamn homework. Lawyers make millions exploiting gray areas in the law. Everybody who's involved in this sport should watch the movie Other People's Money starring Danny DeVito. One of the most that, famous that lines. really good One of the most famous lines in that movie is, Lawyers are like nu- nuclear warheads. They have theirs, so I have mine. Once you use them, they fuck up everything. Yeah, you're right. And unfortunately, you're trying to clarify stuff. All you're doing is hurting your own class. You're hurting yourself. Because you know what? Yeah, they're exploiting that gray area. You're just pissed because you didn't find it. You didn't think of it first. first. Because if the shoe was on the other foot... You wouldn't mention it. Mm-mm. And you know what? We'll call it right out to the thumb pullers who, point blank, I've heard way too much whining from this year. We'll go to the general rules. I do believe it's rule 16. It states, if not specifically addressed in the general rules, do not assume, ask the board. Now, if you're that worried about somebody because they exploited exploited a gray area, you can put $300 up. You can. And protest. No, I'd rather wait till the off season and whine and complain and get enough buddies on my side like a bunch of goddamn high school women. That's the other problem with it. You know, yeah, it's board decision, but that's also 12 people, I think. 10, 12 people. So it gets the, the political <laughs> gamesmanship starts coming in. Instead of putting up 
on the track and running for pink, so to speak. People bitch about money being involved with the sport. Well, you know what? If you keep developing rules and developing rules and, you know, taking away gray areas, the money's going to be the only way you're going to win. That's that's the thing. Actually, this is interesting. This is this is tied into something that came up on the Midnight Mistress message board here about a week ago. Drag racing. What's your favorite class? So I responded to it. I answered. And two things that I really like in drag racing is Outlaw Pro Mods and the Outlaw 10.5 X275, whatever you want to call it. It's radial bias platinum care, 10.5 X275. And really what it boils down to is this is your big tire and small tire, door slammer, and who gives a shit? It's awesome. That's what I was going to say. The door slammers have to be my favorite. Because there are zero fucks given. Exactly. It's a door car, zero fucks given, big tire or small tire, and, and uh, shit, uh, Kevin Fiscus testing. Uh, this is today in, in early testing at uh, uh, imports versus, or, you know, domestic <laughs> versus the world or domestic versus import, whatever. Maryland International. Fox body twin turbo Mustang. He went, I think it was 5.959 seconds in the quarter mile at 252 miles an hour. We're not talking a teardrop pro mod pro stock amoeba. We're talking a Fox body twin turbo Mustang. Might as well be a top fueler. Went 252 in the quarter. Might as well be top fueler. On small tire. On small tire. It's a 275 radial car. Holy crap. And and we want to argue about the shape of the inducer size and my turbocharger and beep, 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 beep. Shut the hell up. Move the sled as far as you can. And if you can't move far enough, go back and do some homework. We could make this show go on forever talking about this and what needs to be done. Time's up. Time's up on the screen. It's bright red. And I'm to the point where I'm about ready to start naming names and calling people out because you it's know never good for anybody. No, it's not. Um, my I, biggest uh, strength and my look, biggest weakness is my ability to swallow my tongue. You know what? My biggest thing is there are some very close friends of mine who I consider very near and dear who are causing a lot of this hell. And I'm not going to name names. I'm not going to go there tonight. So that's why I know where I'm going to call it where it is. But I hope everybody listens to this show and realizes, you know what? The common phrase I've heard this year, and it's very insulting. Very, very insulting. And you've gotten it. I've gotten it via the world mass media master, Facebook, is, well, we're just announcers. Well, you have to realize, first and foremost, no, we're not just announcers. We were competitors before we announced. This is the first season I've really taken a backseat. I was was by only 20 minutes. I just want to point that out. (laughs) But... We've been competitors, first and foremost. You spent a lot of time in the seat. 
I spent a lot of time. I've spent more time than you in the seat. I, for those of you who don't realize, this is only my third year announcing. I've been involved in the sport for 15 years now as a competitor. So if you want to tell me I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, that I don't know what it's like out on the track, well, first off, you can eat my shorts because you know what? Very, very few competitors out there have been on the track as long as I. Robert Neathhammer, who we've known in antique pulling for years, I've been pulling longer than him. You know, there's many pullers this year I've come to discover that I've actually been in the seat longer than. And I'm not trying to toot my own horn saying I'm an expert, but you know what? Guess what, guys? I went up against the same issues with the rules as you have. And you know what? You got to realize when, well, hey, listen, if they get that, well, they're not asking about this next idea in my head. Maybe you need to walk a track, learn how to drive, and get out there and find that gray area and exploit it. Think outside the box. Pulling developed as a sport, not as who can open a catalog and order parts from Jag Summit, whoever your whoever your distributor is, and build a 10-second car or whatever. No, it takes time, effort, and knowledge to do it. And you know what? It's easy to write a blank check and have somebody else build it for you. Tee off, Charles. You're ready. You found my second fuse. Light it. We got a minute for that. There, there. Locally, guys heard this from me this year, and I've never been like this. But I just hit my boiling point with it, and it became a swallow my tongue summer. Uh, in the past, I involved myself in things like that, decisions, being that expert. Uh, and this summer, I got approached on numerous occasions. Hey, what about this? Hey, what about that? Depending on who was asking, and I'm not, I'm not going to name names, but depending on who was asking, yes, I would delve. I'd get my binder out, and I'd find it. And the people who asked me those questions are people that I respect. Actually, I am going to name names. It boiled down do to two, two people, do and their, hus- their husband and wife. Do it. Do it. Their husband and wife, and, they, and I respect the hell out of them, and that's why I did it. Jim and Sue Storm, period. They look for clarification on something. I delved. I went there and did it. But for anybody else this summer, shoulders went up, eyebrows went up. I don't know. I just work here because I'm sick of it. Take your politics and cram it up your ass. I'm trying to make you look good and you want to argue minutiae and where the comma is in the sentence. Give a fuck, dude. Don't care. You know, it's... First thing I did when I got involved with pulling is I printed out the rules for my class. And I studied them. And I studied them. At age 13. Could I explain to you how an internal combustion engine worked? Nope. But I listened off people that said, hey, if you port and polish or this and this, you're going to gain horsepower. Eastern Michigan. Division one, which is what I started out with, had a rule. No stroker cranks. 
Hmm. Okay. No language on boar. So what did I do? I pulled a farm all A when I started out. 113 cube, 3 inch by 4 inch engine. The 135 IHC-135, same block, same stroke, three and a quarter inch bore. I just gained 20 cubes with factory sleeves that fit my bore without me having to do any bore work, boring or anything. It's literally pull the bore, sleeve puller. Push the new sleeves in, and you walk away. 13 years old, I figured out how to exploit stuff. If a 13-year-old can figure out how to do that, a 20, 30, 40-year-old should be able to find some gray areas and some rules and exploit them. Oh, this is, It's funny you say this. This actually this reminds me of a conversation I had with Gary Heberling. Um, God, this has got to be, this is a long time ago. This would have been like 2003, 2004. We had a meeting at his shop for, I think it was Great Lakes Classic or whatever. And I asked him about something because I was at the time I was really fascinated with diesel pro stock for thumb, which is different from NTPA diesel pro stock, but nomenclature notwithstanding. There was nothing in the rules about sleeving down or destroking there were specific block combinations and head combinations that were outlawed, enumerated in the rules. And by reading the rules the way I wanted to, as a wannabe competitor. So what about a, what about a Alice Chalmers 426 sleeve down? Wasn't prohibited the way the rules were written. He looked at me like I was on fire. That's when I knew. <laughs> okay. If Gary's looking at me like that, my head screwed on right. Exactly. You know, decubing, whatever. And you know what? One thing I brought up or tried bringing up, and I haven't really had a chance to talk to anybody on this, in the 2.5 diesel class. Oh, shit. Yeah. Biggest fucking crybabies of them all. Don't do it. There's rules on turbo size. I'm not getting into turbo size. What do you do on a farm tractor when you need more horsepower? And you're limited on your turbo. Where do I start? There's no replacement for displacement. No replacement for displacement. Let's see. You also, in front of that turbocharger, you put the longest goddamn pipe you can find with a very, very smooth and preferably uh, swirled and churried uh, intake to create laminar flow into the inducer itself. Um, well, we're just going to go to the basics right now. Oh, okay. No replacement for displacement. Up to a point. I'm running a 6.6 Duramax. What can I punch it out to? Whatever the bore spacing will allow. 
Exactly. There's no cubic inch limit. No, in there's 2. not. 2.5. There's no stroke limit. Nope. I need more torque. What do I do? I buy a stroke crank. I need more horsepower. Hmm. A lot of webbing between these bore spacings. Looks like that's going to go. The only guys who experiment seem to be the Cummins guys. Because, well, the tractor guys have played with the 5.9 before the Cummins guys have. The truck guys have. Huh. Go figure. So with that, we're there's no replacement for displacement. No. I just want to leave that as a seed. Uh, I was going to plant another one. Oh, go for it. If we're going to get into the land of billetousness, girdles, deck plates maybe. Are those, are those allowed in 2.5? Actually. Never saw anything saying they could. Well, there goes a new roll. So with that. 7.3. I'll let you take us out. With that, my name's Armstead. My name is Meyer. My name is Kane. <laughs> <laughs> this is sidetracked once again on Pulling Radio Network. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, yeah, though. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo. Get out my trailer. I want you out.